Welcome to What's My Thesis. I'm your host, Javier Proenza. Every week, my guests and I share the answers we found to the questions that we have. Join us as we explore and expand our worldview and ask, what's my thesis? And today, my guest is Marley Starsky-Butler. And uh, I think, um, I know you briefly, I'm sure that you, I, I think that like uh, you are part of my UK um the people that I follow in the UK on Instagram, is that mm. correct? Is that where you at, you're at? Or? I am, yes. Yeah, I'm in um, the Midlands, so the middle of the country in England, um, currently in Birmingham. Okay. Yeah. I am. I have American geography in my brain, so... <laughs> Which is to say that I don't know, have very good America, uh, geography of America. I just have, like, bad geography. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but... Um, but uh okay so uh, we were talking about some music stuff what what were we talking about just so we can get into that because you also have a studio you were commenting on my studio and uh and that's the first time that someone has been on the show that actually makes music too yeah. so tell me about your space and we were talking i think what we were talking about was that like how it's easier like the the challenges of having it at home or some people having it as a separate space yeah. what were you saying I think I just started saying it kind of like I have a, a nice studio space for music and things in another room. And just as over the years, as it just develops at like the very beginning, it was just this little tape, this little four track tape machine. And then as I got my own, when I was living um, with my caregivers. And when I had that, and then as I moved into my own spaces and you slowly like building up tiny bits more equipment and then you build up like a jigsaw piece of equipment. And it's like, it ends up being, just part of your life that's just in your home. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes, like once I had a small um, studio space that wasn't for music, it was more just like an art studio space. It was like a space to go and do some work. Um, but I ended up not using it that much in the end. So I, so, I, so I didn't have it after a while, but I really enjoy having things around you in your space. So I guess the main change actually that happened like last year is I hadn't, I had a piano in my, like an old wrangly piano in my um, living room, which was a massive game changer for me in terms of um, making things because mm -hmm. my studio space is my studio space. And that's like, you know, you turn your computer on and you do this and you got to plug, you know what I mean? Like you have to, but whereas having a piano in my living room and just being, just being in my living room and then just feeling something and just going and just casually sitting at the, the piece of furniture because it's just there. Yeah, it's just yeah, there. yeah. So I think every home in the world should have an old, slightly out of tune piano in the oh, corner. Oh, that's even better. That like when you hit that one, like it just gives it like it. It's almost like you have um, a chorus on the on the yeah, track, yeah, yeah. you know. <laughs> oh, because you go because I don't know if this is really technical. It's not, I don't know if it's that, that technical. But I'll write stuff on this old wrangly piano, and then when I go and I'll do it all on like I'll make notes on my phone about what I'm writing. But then when I bring it to like the studio where I'll like open up like the nice grand piano that's like on the computer. It just doesn't feel, the, it just, it's too perfect, this piano. Yeah. yeah. And it just doesn't feel the same, but then you don't want it to be so out of tune. You know what I mean? It's like trying to find the balance. It's a funny thing. Yeah. And, and I mean, I, the, what's nice about pianos is that like, sometimes it's just one, one string like because when you hit a note it's not just hitting one string right it's like hitting like three or something like that so you can still yeah. have the tone of it and then just have one of those be slightly off uh yeah, there's all yeah. kinds of things going on like you'll, you'll hit it and when it has it 
the pitch lower. But on a computer, you'll hit a note and you'll hear the pitch lower as a car or whatever. But yeah. when it's that, it's like you just hear it go so slow mm-hmm. and changes and moves and modulate. And all you've done is go, and it's just like, <laughs> it's really interesting. It's really interesting. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think what's interesting about that is uh, like, there's two philosophies, I think, in terms of having like a studio at home versus having a studio. Well, first thing first is when you said studio, I thought you were talking about like the recording space for the show, because I also think of it as that, like, this is where I make the podcast, right? But, but, um, but yeah, I think that having the stuff around just gives you a lot, like, it's just gives you freedom to just kind of do it when like regularly, right? Like, it's, it's not like going to the gym where it's not fun, right? <laughs> so so having it right there, it's like you got your own little playground as opposed to like having to go places. And also when you have it here all the time, you're like, man, I haven't fucking played in a while, you know, or I haven't done this, right? I was like making progress on this. Like like right now, I'm not necessarily recording too many, too much music, although I will put some music on this episode, I think. I'm starting to do that because I have enough of a cushion of episodes. But... Um, yeah, I think that that the idea of going to a space and making music is great, but I think I would just be like, oh man, TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now I'm like, TV, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> just like working, like playing guitar while I'm watching it on TV. Sometimes yeah. I forget that it's not, uh, that this is like also an audio podcast primarily. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, all the hand movements are there if you're listening. Yeah, yeah. If you, it, it, uh, you'll, I'll probably make a, a collection of all my hand movements eventually. <laughs> well, cool, man. So, um, just to give people a little bit of context, like I, I mean, you and me also, because right now I, I've only known your stuff through Instagram, and I've mostly seen a lot of portraiture work, which seems to be what you're working on right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's also like a series of uh, Polaroids that has a different feel. Um, but you're listed as a multidisciplinary artist. So what, what can you expand on that? Um, so that was interesting. Like I learned, I learned the word multidisciplinary artist like a few years ago, um, mm-hmm. walking around an area of England called Nottingham one day. And because I always thought it's quite, it's hard. Because I, I didn't go through the, I did, my art journey wasn't through like art school and things like this. So I kind of just always we, we support things. that here for sure. We're not. Yeah. There's, there's, <laughs> there's, there's. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. Go on. No, I was just saying that there's like uh, there's an issue with being taught by like the old generation. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I do at the same time love being taught by the old generation. So it's a. I think yeah. No. It, there's. There, I'm, j- I'm just saying there's issues with it. I'm not saying yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's terrible. Yeah. 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 So. Uh, I'm just saying academia can be problematic, especially if there's a lot of sleeping with students and shit like that. Like oh, it's, uh, okay. it's fucking, yeah. you know, <laughs> on all level in terms of power. But yeah. yeah, that's yeah. A whole, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that's, that's why I'm like, it's cool if you didn't go to a fucking a school where that shit happens, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So because of that, I didn't always have like the, you know, like the, the words for things It kind of was always within my process. Um, and then eventually I would just call myself like an artist. Like initially I just call myself like a musician because music was the first thing I kind of started with. And then I just started to kind of express um, ideas and like work through things with different mediums. 
And then multidisciplinary artists, someone mentioned it to me and I just made the most sense. So I kind of ended up just using that because it kind of, when you just say artist, often, unfortunately, often the first thing that comes to, to mind is painting and drawing. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that I do the absolute least of. Yeah, so yeah. like if you, if you put multidisciplinary artists there, it kind of just denotes that there's multiple things going on. But so, in, what, in my, so what, 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 uh, what things fall in your multidisciplinary basket? Um, I would say currently the ma- currently the main two things is photography and music. Okay. Um, um, like composing music, photography. I write, um, do like poetry, just general writing as well. Just bits and bits and pieces. Yeah, yeah. Well, it also it also keeps you keeps you free to to expand on other things if you get an interest in them, right? So. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. always always just whatever I, whatever I want to do. Like, no. And, and I think that it's, that was like, I enjoyed hearing you describe that because I think that that's a very relatable uh, experience of just how you define self-define as an artist to begin with. It can be a bit like, uh, can be difficult early on. And then eventually you maybe start to evolve. And I like, you know, I didn't think of myself as a podcaster when I started, I thought of myself as an artist doing a podcaster, but yeah. Jesus Christ, I'm a fucking podcaster because of the work it you takes. <laughs> it's an art. It is. It is an art. I'm itself. an Instagram influencer. I get pitched <laughs> uh, pitched uh, male grooming uh, uh, opportunities to be a male grooming. What's it called? Uh, spokesperson. I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I got into the game for. <laughs> made it once you start getting those sponsorship opportunities. To it's like, yeah, <laughs> you are officially a podcaster. I don't think it's like legitimizing. I think that, you know, like I, I, I don't think that I'm even that big of a podcaster. Right. Mm. I just think that like people are always trying to get like Instagram accounts to support them. And I think that that's basically it. Like I have a 700 ish Instagram account and mm. oh, I love that my framing is just showing that I'm in shorts. <laughs> so it's my day off and I'm like, fuck yeah. the world. <laughs> anyway. So uh, did you want to get into your topic a little bit? Um, yeah, it's a, it's a quite, is it a big topic? I don't know. The topic I have is trusting the process and working with the unknown. Working with the unknown. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's a fair, totally fair. So let's get into that. Um, so trusting the process. So do, then would you say you have a well-defined um, art practice that you can sort of rely on at this point? Yeah, I guess it's more like the philosophy behind the philosophy behind the philosophy, the philosophy behind the work that I do. That's is, a philosophizing, <laughs> philosophizing flea. <laughs> yeah, there's like when you mentioned legitimacy it was interesting because often when if because basically like the the beginning of my art making was a purely therapeutic practice that didn't involve other people in any shape, way, or form, and I was the beginning of it when I was like a kid, like or a late teenager, mm-hmm. to kind of like process. And things at that time and then as you get older bits of audience kind of come in and that's where you can start to maybe second guess the process that you kind of had and it's like trusting that it's like yeah trusting the process for me it's trusting the process and working with the unknown is it like legitimizing I don't really like the term art for art's sake I think that mm-hmm. can be a bit missive sometimes. And that can be a bit, I think when people say it, that they're generally saying it in a bit of a disparaging way. For me, like the process is like, 
you'll do a thing because you have to do the thing, but you don't you don't actually know what the outcome is going to be yet. And the outcome and the reason why you did it may not present itself to you for like three years. Yeah, yeah, when no, I doing, totally relate. When you're doing another thing and suddenly like, oh, that thing that I did there fits here. And you just, I guess as artists, you just make, it's a way of thinking, isn't it, art really? So I guess you just make the connection. You're like, oh, that's why I did that thing in 2018 because it was meant to come here. But in mm-hmm. 2018, you had no idea. So like, an exa- the, probably the latest, at one point I kind of like tested that bit, that thing to see how far it could go because it was always something that like fascinated me and was probably the thing that connected me with art the most. Um, and it was an album. It was an album I made a really long time ago, actually. And I was just thinking of it when I was thinking of what to talk about today. It was called Together Alone. And I'd made like a bed of music or a bed of sounds. And then I'd asked two people to, um, there was one person who was a violin player and one person was a flugelhorn player. Um, so, <laughs> so I like experiment. That's so not American. That's why I laugh. <laughs> Like um, a cultural exchange took place right there. I was yeah. like, oh, don't shit, that's why I'm talking to someone from the UK. Yeah, don't <laughs> ask me about the instrument. It was just like this instrument this person played. Um, Say flugelhorn again. That's such a fun word. <laughs> oh, god damn, that's so great. Anyway, go ahead. <laughs> like it was a, so then I would, um, they could, when they were playing over the music, they could hear some, and sometimes I'd let them be able to hear it. Sometimes I, I wouldn't, and I'd mainly be, just like directing them with words, mm. um, different kinds of words. Um, and then they would like respond to those words. So they both did it, the same thing. Um, but like not connected to each other. So they did, like the flugelhorn player didn't know what the violin player was doing and vice mm. versa. Um, and then I did a lot of that. Were they in that. the same key or or no? They, they they got to choose it. Well, I guess if they were responding to the music, it kind of forced them it to... Was, yeah, the music something. was pretty, the music yeah, was pretty yeah. abstract as well. So it wasn't really like, it was kind of, it was more kind of like, experimental too much, but it was kind of like abstract electronic music a bit. So... So like uh, electronic, uh, what's it called? A cornet ormond? Or, or <laughs> like, there's lots of soundscapes and things like this was okay. there. Like, um, yeah. Or, What's the Coleman trio or net Coleman trio or whatever the fuck that, that like super abstract jazz thing? I don't know. I could be just like putting syllables together and making up a name. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> that was fine. And then like the magic of like then putting their two instruments together and then how somehow it just made sense. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So neither of them could hear each other. Sometimes they could hear the music I made, sometimes they didn't. And then when they did it, finding all the moments where they seem to interweave with each other in like perfect ways and kind of just finding, just like pushing that limit of what is possible by pushing the unknown in that way. Do you Mm. know what I mean? And trusting that process that something would happen. And also if nothing happened, then that's fine too. But in that moment, it was like, it all came together really, really well. Um, And that was like a time of like me testing it. And I've always just been fascinated by that. And like the, the album I'm making at the moment I'm kind of going back to kind of like using field recordings and things like this because I haven't done for a while. Um, And because of like the subject of what the album is about, it's making a lot of sense for me to go back because I did a lot of um, uh, an interview with my, um, like my nan, Um, her talking about her life, her talking about Your nan is uh, for Americans, please. Um, 
like a grandmother. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah, I wasn't exactly sure. I'm like, is that mom? Or no? <laughs> yeah, she's my. She's I like put my it on Americans, but it was really me. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. She's like my adopted grandmother in essence. Like we're not related, but she. Well, I grew up with her, so she's like okay. my adopted grandmother. Is so, that always the use of Nan, or is that like, or, or is, yeah, does Nan Nan, Nan typically Nan mean grandmother? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in so her, you're con- using it as an adoptive term. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was, she was an, yeah, she was an adopt. Like I, she's, I'm not actually related to her, but I call her Nan. So mm-hmm. she was like an adopt. So she was like a, my doctor, adoptee, adopter kind of thing. In a complex situation, too long for this moment, not for this story anyway. Yeah, so yeah. I did. I sat her down and recorded her to talk about her own life, to talk about the how I ended up in her life and how I ended up moving into the, her house and all of like a like a life interview, pretty much. Sat down in the kitchen and did that, and I'd put out little snippets of that, the stuff that made sense to the public. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've got all this recording of her talking, and then. I've come to realise this week, and that was like in 2017, 18, I've come to realise this week and I've been making this album. A lot of the some bit, I've been reminded of some of the things that she said in it. And then I put that, took bits and pieces out of that and put it into this music. And it fits in such a way that it's just like, it was almost made for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. In terms of just like the rhythms of speaking and stuff and how mm-hmm. you'll say a thing. I do- There'll be a gap I've in had, the music and then she says a thing and she comes down on the downbeat. And it's like, what? Yeah, How yeah, is yeah, that yeah. even, you know what I mean? So no, I've, I, and that is, that is actually hard to like, that, like that's a nice coincidence because I have uh, been editing like audio to, to music or like a conversation to music for a while now. Like, and I had to do it in Vietnamese, like for, and, and even then I had to, like I could tell the rhythm wasn't matching. So I had mm-hmm. to like, what, even not knowing what the person was saying in Vietnamese, it, uh, they they cut like I had to. They, there was a pause, so I'm like, mm. okay, this pause is long enough that I can extend it without making it awkward. Like you know, you have to like figure out so that I can get so that I can make the other part hit the rhythm. So I totally understand what you're saying. That's like that if that synced up, like that is not something that's normal. You know, like no, that's like. You know, if you want to use, say, like the universe or things like this, or yeah, yeah, there's of- a that's serendipity if at at best, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I always try and think of myself as part of, like we are part of nature. Humans are part of nature, as opposed yeah. and art is part of that, as opposed to like domination of nature. It's like you are just a part of that. So if the universe wants to express itself in a certain way and it uses you, then that's super cool. And it also takes the ego out of it sometimes because the ego can be the thing that kind of destroys you as an artist. I think it kind of can make you overthink too much and think about other people too much. And if you just bring yourself back down to these thinking about all those little moments that have happened, because those two that I've said, that's kind of like happened consistently throughout my journey of making things. So, and then as as that fits in, like, and that, that kind of moves to, for me, it's not just in music, it kind of moves into like photography as well. And that's mm-hmm. the process of not knowing and the process, especially with portraiture. And cause I don't use, I don't use too much. Um, I like using natural light and things like this. Yeah, I so there's, there's a bit of a unknown when you do a portrait or you go into someone's home, like you don't really know where the light's gonna be or you haven't got those controls, like having lack of less control and kind of just working with what is supposed to happen in that time, which is kind of, can be daunting. It can be daunting. Um, 
but it's always about trusting it. And I think I've kind of thought of this topic recently because it's only in the last like two years that two or three years that like my work has been anything to do with like the art world per se, you know, beginning mm. to get like bits and pieces of commission for sound or portraiture and things like this. And when that happens, sometimes you can lose, you can be like, oh, I've, it's just a bit that brings that like anxiety, you know, and you're just comfortable yeah. with your practice. And then it's like, now I've got to do this other thing. And can you trust the process as much? Um, and I guess a good a good example of that, I think I've told this story on another thing before, like I, I got commissioned, the first portraits I got commissioned to do was me not trusting the process that I'd always trusted. So I'm norm, I would normally just go into a house, look around, see where the light's coming through. If there's no, if, if there's nothing good, any, there'll always be something actually, it's just trusting where you can be. Mm. Um, but when I was paid to do one, I was suddenly like, but what if, but what if the light's not good and blah, 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 blah. And I put all these like, and I don't even use um, uh, light, light lights, but I've got yeah. them for video work. But I ended up dragging around this big giant red bag to these three houses of all this like equipment in just in case it all went wrong. And then all that ended up happening, all three occasions was just that bag was just gathering dust in the corner whilst I just did what I would normally do. So it's like, oh yeah, I was supposed to just continue trusting the process, just like trust, trusting yourself in that sense. But it, so there's things that can kind of like, what's the word? Things that can push against that, but that's more to do with the world. You know what I mean? It's more mm -hmm. to do with the world of art, kind of making you like second guess yourself sometimes. But yeah. Rambled on a bit there. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're more than welcome to. I it uh, I I love it. It actually makes and sometimes I feel like I I end up talking too much because I'm not as good at opening people up. So <laughs> I'm glad you're confident, <laughs> confident. You know. Uh, so you said something that was interesting that I've been uh, wanting to ask because you said that uh, like art is a way of thinking, which I, I I've heard different variations of that and i kind of believe that too but i never heard it stated like that can you can so uh, can you talk a little bit about that and don't be afraid to like just go on i won't fall asleep <laughs> <laughs> i'm definitely listening what, yeah, what yeah. i like about what, what i like i was trying to get a, a setup where i could um like well basically what i'm going to say is that the importance of having the gallery view was like not worth the upgrade to the paid zoom yeah. <laughs> because like this way I can gesture to you that I can, I'm like listening. Right. As opposed to like, yeah. if you're in active speaker mode, you're like, all right, have I gone on too long? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But go ahead, go ahead, man. No, I'm definitely on board. Uh, so our, our, yeah, go ahead. You remember the question? Yeah. 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 Um, just a way of thinking in terms of, I guess that's where the multidisciplinary thing comes from, but then take it going further than that. And it's not just about you doing multiple things. It's just how you generally think. I think my brain is constantly, I get it fits in with the other side of my, my other side of my life is I'm a social worker as well. So it kind of fits in there a bit. And it's just the constant making of connections, even though someone could maybe look at it and say, well, you've, it's a bit of a reach or you've, you've kind of um, exaggerated that connection a bit, but that's all, that's almost like the fun of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, just making these connections between everything, making the connections between an interview you did in 2018 to an album you did now to all the albums that I've made over time, 
kind of having a bit of a, a pattern in terms of like at the beginning of my art practice, I was very much like my first album I made was called Opposites. And that that phrase opposites has been like the 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 feature that's kind of moved throughout my whole life. Okay. What do you mean um, by opposites? Like opposites in the sense of like opposites, you know, like opposites needing each other to exist. I think when when I first was using it, it was more to it was more about like being thankful for like all of the bad things that ever happened in my life because that, mm. that's kind of where all the good things kind of come from and the whole like you know you love the sun because it rains or you love the rain because it's sunny like you, everything has its opposite which is obviously a really obvious thing that's through the ages of all religions and yin and yang and all that kind of stuff so like but that's always been yeah it's always been a thing that I think about when it, when I'm thinking about perspective and when I'm trying to like process like trauma and things like this. So it's like what it's like acceptance of if something is really bad, then it kind of has, it does have to exist that way mm-hmm. because so, so the opposite of that can be realized. So that's just always been like a feature throughout. And that kind of helps me make the connections between everything. Like everything is connected so if at one point I'm just making stuff and then one day I'll die, but then everything that you make is all part of like one body of work. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's all, it's all connected in that way. But in terms of the way of thinking to me, just think, I guess it's just thinking creatively, maybe I'm over, over um, complicating it, but it's just, everything is connected to everything. I'm constantly making coincidences, like lots of coincidences, but I don't really believe in coincidences. It's like you, you create yeah. the coincidences by saying that those two, those things are connected. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, but I think that that, you know, I mean, we are designed to make connections. That's definitely been covered on the show, right? Like that, that's mm-hmm. how our brains work. So it's an interesting idea. I think that it's sort of like that thing that has also come up on the show of like, if someone tells you that the most commonly appearing number is 23, first you're like, nah, and then you'll start noticing the number 23 every time it happens. But is yeah, it yeah. really happening more frequently or not? Or are you mm-hmm. just zeroed in on 23 because someone told you it was a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, and so, but, but I think, so I think you're like, you're the, I think you're, Com- not in in a negative way, but you're combining in in your answer the um, to to the artistic practice by thinking also by describing how you're how you do it. But it seems like you're very much interested in this process. I I think that that is um, that's a common probably experience of like just like it's 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 almost like you've been doing a, a series of research and you finally cracked the code right like you, you you know and so the process by which you come across these things can be exhilarating right if you've been searching <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely and i think that that's a valid like way to live your life other than uh, you could be cynical about it and be like oh yeah this is not a special moment but if you've been looking for something right like you're happy right like yeah. It's a constant. I, I totally relate. Relate, yeah. It's a constant search. It's a constant search, and so I say, like the things that I in like in the last couple of years, more people have seen my body of work, mm. and then opportunities have come out of that. So 
that in terms of when I was making the work and there was it was never four people's eyes in seven years time yeah you know what I mean so yeah. there's the connection between that and somebody viewing it seven years later and having a feeling and then asking you to do another thing and then you just constantly just continue to be on that journey of searching mm-hmm. and that person with the 23 that 23 could just be part of their process to get to 20 to notice something cool about 25 but then if they if they didn't go down this rabbit hole of the 23 and then because that person told them they would have never thought about 25 because it's kind of like I've experienced it. I mean, that's like a, that's an autobiographical, I'm the 23 guy. Like I, and, and that, and that's where I've ended up with it. Just that idea of like, yeah, I was looking for it and it, but that doesn't make it like less of a valid experience too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if you're into fucking birds and you see a a bird, you're going to be excited about it. If you're into the number 23, how is that less valid? Right. It's like a brain game that you play with yourself kind of. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. It moves you. It just, as long as you keep moving, that's the thing, keep moving and changing. And it's just, it's just, it energizes you. Yeah. And it serves you for a little bit, but then like you, you grow outgrow it and then you find another thing that you're into. That's Mm. cool, man. So, um, what was your, like, what was your first instrument? Now that I'm, now I'm just curious. We may devolve into like guitar talk, but it's still probably going to be related. (laughs) My first instrument was bass. And then, but the first, yeah, first instrument that I was playing was bass. But in terms of like expressing myself onto the four track tape recorder, it was like an acoustic guitar, more so than the bass. The bass was like the the first thing that I properly like zoned in on. And that was- How old were you when you got the the four track? Ooh, maybe I want to say 17, 16, 17. I'm trying to gauge your age without asking directly, but it's still not helping. How old? No, are you? <laughs> I'm 33. 33. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. So you're you're still a, a you're like an, a mid old millennial. You're not quite on the yeah. Um, yeah. Somebody like 93, just, right? Pardon? 93 was your birthday? No, I'm 87. <laughs> you're 87. Okay, I'm bad at math, bro. Oh, like. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird. I still think I try. I take shots. I don't even know that I'm bad at math. And they're like, (laughs) oh, yeah, fuck. (laughs) (laughs) So, so, okay. So, 87, and then you were 17. So, it's interesting. I don't know. Like, it's interesting as a, as a tool also, because it's very, um, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's, it's cumbersome in the sense of like how we think of, what I can do just like, you know, pressing a button on this thing, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's limiting, it's like, limiting yeah. in a good way. Like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I, will, sometimes I will listen back to something that I made then. And that's when the you had no distractions or anything like this. And sometimes I can be like, oh, that's probably, but that's like some of my best work, you know, in my head or like yeah, I feel yeah. something different. Yeah, yeah. Whereas yeah. now, like you got so many, you know, I, I downloaded some drums the other day onto my computer and I was just listening to different snares for ages. And then I was like, stop listening to different snares. Like it just, that's just silliness. Just it's make, en- just, endless. Put a snare yeah. in and change it later. If it, if yeah, you doesn't, yeah. but if you get, you can get trapped into list. just too many options is not good. Um, I, I guess guess. I just got all of Ableton uh, Suite, and and that happened to me. I was like, "Oh fuck, I'm never gonna hear all of these." There's like thousands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and some of the best stuff is made through limitations, and sometimes you have to end up like forcing yourself 
to have that limitation, you know. So yeah. like, but when I when I got into photography in the last three years, that was definitely a four pro. Like if I was going to think of a second topic, it would probably mm-hmm. be limitations. And maybe I'm thinking now, maybe that should have been my topic. No, um, no, we're not. We're, we're still on the topic. I'm just asking yeah, because yeah. I, now I'm curious about you. That usually happens in like the second half hour, or you know, <laughs> like I, yeah. like like I'm like okay, we've talked a little bit about the topic. Now I want to know more, and then we end up talking about the topic by way of talking about more. So yeah, yeah. it's just a way to get like, I'm, you know, the, the topic doesn't have to be a one hour thesis, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but yeah. it, and, and limitations are somewhat inter- like, you know, you're na- like going back to the coincidence thing, you're narrowing down your focus. That's kind of what we've been talking about the whole time anyway. Like the whole process of that 23 is like, there's infinite fucking numbers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I accounted for all of them, I'd probably see all of them. Right. Yeah. And if you just say numbers, nothing happens. You just sit there about a twinkle. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you have to go on to one of them. And can you imagine if I was like tripping out over? Oh my god, I saw numbers. <laughs> <laughs> that would just be the matrix. That would just be the matrix. So that would be beautiful too if you could just see the matrix. Um, uh, but yeah, like with, so with photography, when I when I made it was interesting because when I'd made stuff before when I when I was a kid. I didn't like necessarily like make the choice. It was like, this is what was happening. Whereas when I started photography, there was a particular moment where I made the choice to, I'm going to learn photography now. That's what I'm going to do. I like this. Te- it teased it a bit. It teased with me a bit. And then suddenly I was like, right, I'm going to buy a camera, blah, blah, blah. But my first thought was, I don't want loads of options like in the in the making because I want to learn photography in the best ways to, so the camera that I have just has one lens I don't want to be changing lenses. I don't want to be thinking about different lenses. I want to have one lens, relatively simple camera, so I can think about the photographs that I'm taking as opposed digital to the, or digital or um... yeah, it's a digital. The first camera I brought was a digital camera, um, and then I guess What'd lately Let, don't don't keep us suspended. We're gear nerds. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, a Fujifilm X100F that I quite like. It's okay. fixed, fixed lens, and I use it for everything for all the portraiture, all of the everything. So it's not, maybe it's breaking some kind of like portraiture rules and things like this, but it kind of is what it is. The one that I love is like, I know that camera now. Um, yeah. And then I guess I've got a film camera, which is like the the cousin to the same camera I got. It's like a really, it's like an eighties. It was gifted to me. It's like a, a film camera from like the eighties that looks just like the one that I've got from now, but just from the eighties. And it's like a film camera. So started using that a little bit, but, in terms of limitations, it's the it's the best, and the more stuff you get, the more you've got to impl- you've got to put limitations on it because you've just got more stuff. Because that's what makes you think more about mm-hmm. what you're doing. Um, and I get and maybe there's a part of reason why I like Polaroid pictures so much because you just take you just don't know, do you? Like you 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 make the picture and you just can't you can't be annoyed. Yeah, because it happens. You can't edit it, really. All it's kind of like uh, shooting the, a tintype or, or, you know, one of those low resolution things where it's like, it still has its beauty to it, right? Yeah. yeah. And a daguerreotype, who, which has like insane resolution is like, not, not like, I mean, it's beautiful, but it mm. do, it's, it's almost kind of hard to look at some ways, right? As, as opposed to like, like it's almost too much resolution and it's also reflective, but, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, completely, completely. But yeah, I love I love limitations and placing them on on something that I've something that I'm making at a time and just been like, what? Yeah, parameter selection. 
Pardon? Parameter selection. Uh, like that's the that's the problem with a white page, right? Like parameter selection is kind of is part of that art thinking that we were talking about. Like the uh, where it's like you have to sort of, you know, even in the basics of drawing, you can, you can't you're you're codifying something from like a three dimensional surface into um, into a flat thing, right? Like into two D. So like when you think of um, just how much more advanced sculpture was because it was like, it's easier to transform something that is 3d and sculpted 3d than it is. I mean, I'm not shitting on sculpture, but I'm saying like, as a practice, it, 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 there were, there had to be, it took forever to fucking come up with three point perspective. And that's not even an accurate representation. That's a codification, right? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. So, so, uh, and if I said three point, I meant one point. Cause it was like, it's like, there's like so many paintings in Italy that are like, this was the one where they almost got it. <laughs> <laughs> if it wasn't for this line where he fucked up, they would have yeah. gotten <laughs> one point perspective. Exactly. And loads of great stuff comes from this. In that sense, it just made me think about mistakes and how good thing, the good things come from the mistakes sometimes. A lot of yeah. the time, those little like fucked it up little bit actually now i know where to go yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and then you the just rest. like let's do that fuck up big <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's what i meant to do the whole time the whole time i promise you <laughs> commit commit uh yeah. yeah and then like look like you're gracefully falling <laughs> so cool man so then wh what was it that got you like how did you make the transition because that is also um you know with the idea of how difficult like defining as an artist i think is a process i mean maybe there are some people that have like the narcissism to mm. boldly like when they first have it start off and they haven't really drawn shit that they like you know like no one really starts off making stuff blowing their own mind if they're really sincere about it unless or or unless they're like some kind of uh virtuoso of like technical skills right and then maybe mm. they go down that road and and lean into that but you know mm. i think that there is also like a discipline to art to art that makes us sort of try to just go for like eye candy, right? Like it, it, it can be part of it. And it doesn't, it, it, I'm definitely not supportive of like people that are like, it has to look awful to be valid because you know, you know what I'm saying? But yeah. It's a funny thing. The tran transition into like thinking of myself as an artist. Is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh, it's it's a like I said, it's but it's only in the last hand. I'm lucky because before anyone cared about anything that I did, I just did it myself for a really long time. So I have that kind of thought process to pull from. So in like like last year, I was on a, a photography program, like a little um, not a little. It was it was great. Um, where we did like workshops and we had people um, come in like critique your work and things like this. And I remember feeling like, I'm glad that I have, I've led a life before this and mm -hmm. where you can kind of be okay with how your work is critiqued and how different people will critique it in different ways. Like, cause it's all just opinion and it's all just that. And then you kind of pick what makes the most sense to you and all that type of stuff. So I'm glad I have my own relationship to art before that and I almost like could not I almost like if I was 17 and I went to art school 
and I, and my my connection to art started that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know how. I don't think I'd be able to survive in that world. I don't. Yeah. I, I don't think I'd be able to because it would just be like that's not my connection with art now, and almost the whole. Because I'm not that great at talking about it. I think. I think sometimes when I hear myself, like I would just sound like a bit of a naive child when it comes to making stuff. But actually, I don't. I disagree. We've been having a. I, d- yeah. I mean, I, I disagree. Like, not that I went to my MFA program. Did mm-hmm. did you study at all in school for uh, art or photography, or or did uh, you just no, do your, your later your, your graduate work? In high school, I had a really good art teacher um, okay. that, I, that I love. Um, Is that the extent of your art training, though? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. Okay. So and I can understand right. feeling like, like being out of the club. I definitely relate to that in terms of like just being a BFA. And kind of like what I started this show just basically in defiance of that, uh, you know, of that feeling on my own. You know, I was like, if I have a place where I get to fucking talk about art, how I want to talk about it, they can go fuck themselves. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. and 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 so, like, I mean, there's definitely a lot of technical shit and technical talk and like contemporary art education that I don't have. But I don't think that you have to be an art scholar to be an artist, right? Like mm. that, I don't think that like being, I mean, it may, it, it helps your practice and definitely I'm not uh, advocating against learning about artists. I'm mm. just saying like, you know, you can look at the gaps in your art education all fucking day <laughs> and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and not make art like, and that runs counter to it. And then the other thing is like, I do, I, I, I do think that there is part of that process, not just in terms of art education, where it's like, uh, it's not just that teachers sleep with their students and whatnot, like, which sets a fucking weird, like, uh, a dynamic. And I'm not mm-hmm. saying I have any personal experience with that. I just think that that shit's creepy as fuck. Like mm-hmm. in terms of like, these are adults, but we're guiding them and we're the mentors, like, I, you know, the older I get, the more I realize like, oh, those people have only been adults for like two years or like one year, you know, like and mm-hmm. and, and have been. So but uh, yeah, I do think that a lot of the the art training process is about criticism in a way that maybe isn't constructive. Right. Like especially it may be if you're going to like a really fancy school it's going to make you better for it and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But if you're going to like a mid tier or like a small, like state school, like I did, and you go mm-hmm. into their art program, they're going to rip you apart and it's going to be personal. You know, it's they're, they're mm-hmm. you, like they, you're en- about to enter the same art market that they are. Mm-hmm. You maybe do stuff like the people that, you know, there are teachers that did stuff that was thematically similar to me. And then there were teachers that I took a lot of inspiration from that mm. also were interested in the same themes but like that created a tension with some teachers the fact that we were interested in the same space and that like and then the idea that you're not like that you don't vibe with them and that you're not coming for them to them for mentorship <laughs> they take that shit personally you know and yeah. it ends up like becoming a nightmare like i had a horrible experience in my bfa you know mm-hmm. and 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 i was also like super depressed i my the the teacher that was really helpful to me and like i was like hey man I, I, what do i do and he was like dude you just need to get on meds and i did and and like and and it was really compassionate really like intense bill mcguire we've talked about him before he was my photography teacher like super huge mentor i definitely want to have him on the show i need to i'm just like maybe a little shy to invite him on <laughs> but 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 you get what i'm saying like i don't think that like 
being having look if you want ego destruction take some fucking mushrooms you know like <laughs> like sometimes you know and and i'm not saying it's bad to learn how to be criticized and and do critiques like i definitely got that shit from school but there mm. there were there were times where it was just not appropriate you know like mm. where where the criticism was not coming from an actual place of of uh you know like it it became personal and it was like about how uh, about my motivation level and like it's like yeah i'm a fucking depressed kid in school you know you don't see that <laughs> and you need time to develop your voice you need time to develop what you think what you personally think of art yeah exactly because criticism and all that can, can be really useful yeah. and it was useful for me but at that time 10 yeah. years later it wouldn't have been that useful at the beginning because it can, can break you as a person like if, you, if you're just beginning your relationship with a thing yeah. and suddenly there's all this there's all of the words about where you should go and where you should do this it then takes away from you and a process of trying to just like search yourself yeah like Maybe well, maybe that I'm not saying that like that works or doesn't work. It just I just knew it wouldn't work for me in that in that situation. No, yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's a brutal thing. It like it can be uh, really like art school can be really pretentious and unkind. And then what it instills in people is that kind of thinking sometimes, you know. And then I know I, I've had so many artists who come on the show and they tell me I just did my MFA and I lost all sense of my art self. You know, like I came out of school and I didn't make art. I didn't know how to make art, you know, like whatever uh, I'm, I'm paraphrasing obviously, but mm. that in ver various variations, because it was like, uh, like, and I see that and it just reinforces, you know, it's like, it's, uh, it's like any human does. I'm right. That only reinforces my righteousness. Right. But like, I do think that there is something to that. Right. Like it's a real shame because yeah. I, I, you know, I love art and I love what it can do for you and your relationship to it. And you know, it makes me, it does make me sad when I see like really young people like be really, really anxious about it. Mm -hmm. um, because it's such, it's such a beautiful space that you can use for yourself. And it just, it's just so positive. It's just such a, it's infinite, you know? And if you, if you can get a good relationship to it yourself, it can do a lot of good for you, you know, especially like therapeutically and things like this. But if you're very, so sometimes it does make me sad if like I see very, very young artists like really like anxious about it. And that's kind of like what the world has done to them a little bit. Like if you're, mm. if you're like a 19 year old photographer and you've got Instagram as well, and you've got all of this types of stuff, unless you've got a really good teacher, um, then it can be super anxiety driven where you don't feel like you've got, you, like there's less space to grow because there's too much information there's too much going on. So there's less space for you to develop your relationship to things. But, but as I says, I'm lucky to have that. And I'm lucky that I don't have to think about art to feed me either. So yeah. that's another element, which I like very privileged in that way. Like I have another, I have a job that I love yeah. that, be, that, that, that enables me to eat food. Mm -hmm. So then I don't have to make art decisions based on, on that but that's a privilege and, as well it's a huge privilege and i know people who it's massively part of their income and they have to make some of those decisions about yeah yeah definitely you know, things you know what i mean yeah and like if i want to make sculptures i got to think about space man <laughs> <laughs> it's like where's that shit gonna live like yeah exactly. you know uh yeah the other thing i'll say is that like there is also like it's 
like I, I'm not anti-criticism. I definitely am appreciate criticism. I think it's a super useful tool. And I think mm. that like, you know, I ask people for criticism sometimes on the show, like just because I'm like, what the fuck am I doing wrong? It seems mm. like I'm just not promoting it enough is the, 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 what I'm getting it from people. So, but, um, agreed, agreed completely. Agreed. Yeah. But, but the, 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 um, the other thing is that like that level of criticism and, and critical discourse on yourself like in your artwork that is such an unrealistic like what made what's so crazy that people come out of the out of grad school struggling to make art because of the criticality of it is that the real world is not that fucking critical of your art like you know like you go to spaces you see random shit no one's there they're like like when when was the last opening you had that someone critiqued your work that's not how the fucking artwork really works right like you have that's like a private discussion that you can open yourself up to right like there's going to be art criticism and shit like that you're going to have to definitely be ready for it but that's not like it's not um it's not like people are out there to tear you down (laughs) and you have to like train yourself to fucking, you know, like, obviously it's not good to be like, well, I, I, uh, I like, it's good to have the, the level of discourse where you don't end up saying things like, well, I think the work speaks for itself, but I've heard that shit from like legit artists all the time. Yeah. I don't want to explain that, you know, like, I just want that to lay as it is. And like, that is a legitimate thing to claim because sometimes explaining something can destroy it. Right. And so I don't, you know, like, so it goes meta. <laughs> it, yeah, it's yeah, like... yeah. And the people who can say that if they've, and they've got the platform to say, like once you've got a platform yeah. that's strong enough, then you can just say that. Cause it's like, well, I'm here now. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's almost like it can almost be like a rite of passage the other way, but it's more like finding the people who you trust who actually, who you feel like, because, you know, art means a lot to me. So if I'm going to talk to someone about it, I would like to feel like I trust them. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, like just, just like on a human level. And so, yeah, definitely don't want to be like criticism is bad. Like I've had some really good advice about stuff, especially like the connection, making the connections more between, like I had a photography one last year and they were telling me, so you do, you're talking about the music and you're talking about this, but, they aren't separate. They're all the same. It's like reminding me that actually you haven't got to. Compartmentalize. Photography as photography. And then this is music, like really bring them together. You know what I mean? Like, you know, if you have an exhibition, you can, you can really mix all of this stuff together. And that was a thought that I hadn't really thought of. And that came in the, in the process of like a critique. And I was like, actually that's really, really good. And that was someone that took the time to look and listen and be human about it. You know what I mean? So there's definitely yeah. really good spaces and then it's just finding the people as you get as you kind of meet people that you like as a human and be able to think you could talk to them about it you, you could treat each other you know what i mean because you can yeah. be honest with each other and yeah so it's oh cool. definitely and there's like there's uh yeah, there's definitely been times where i've had critiques with friends or you know like done studio visits is what we call them over here in la i know i know that in the uk you guys call them crits always <laughs> <laughs> But it's funny because it's like, I remember when I was doing it, when I, cause I had my first crits last year, was the year before I get lost with the years because of COVID, I think it was the year before. Yeah. And I just found it interesting because I was like, well, what is the, so this is, this is what happens in photography specifically. So different mediums have their different like things that they do. And I was like, does this, what's the music version of this? Cause mm-hmm. I think all the disciplines, it's all art, 
So I was like, well, what's the music version? Is there a music version? There isn't really. It's like maybe if you were if you were in a band and maybe you're a producer, but then you just have a close relationship with them. But there isn't like a room that all the musicians go in and listen and then someone says, well, actually, you should maybe move the chorus. Like the, those things kind of like don't yeah. really exist in other spaces. Like different mediums have the little quirks of what they do. Yeah, not, 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 not sitting in a room and immediately just like as you're listening. I think that like you could probably like with musicians is probably more going to be a thing of like, hey, tell me if you think anything is off here. You know, like and you mm-hmm. would give them a tape and they would listen to it. Um, yeah. 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 It's 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 a it, it's a fascinating fucking uh, idea the whole idea of criticism because I do think that this it going back to the art thinking like it is you know it's one of the only places where people are trained to take criticism so that is a valuable skill like right like I don't resent that I went to school and I, I uh, and learned how to do that and as a practice you know there were just certain situations where i was like hey this wasn't this wasn't cool and uh and left also me not like making art for a while because i was just like i had become so critical and i have like a tendency to to towards ocd so mm-hmm. i would just like it would just it was destabilizing and, and crippling right so i think um i i'm glad that i went to art school some experiences in art school were much better than others but I do think that part of that art thinking, you know, like thinking being a way, uh, art being a way of thinking is that idea of um, we are not only critical, but are also self-critical, sometimes detrimentally so. And that's where you get into writer's block. Right. But like it is part of the practice. Criticism is not like, you know, like doesn't lack of criticism doesn't make good art. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like even it's a critical process. Yeah, yeah. Especially when you said like critique, critiquing yourself, that's what makes you move to a different space. Like, yeah, I've already like if I if I make a thing and I'm like oh, I've literally already made this, I, it makes me like that is a self critique where you're like, well, I'm not just going to make it again and put it out. Like, I'm going to do yeah. something different or destroy it in a way and then like, go go left type of thing. Or yeah. you get bored, getting bored of your own work is a version of critiquing because it's kind of like, well, I'm bored now. I've got to do something di- completely different. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that is interesting. Like, what do you do? You, what are the things I find myself stuck in, like, black and white, uh, dr- like, ink on paper kind of uh, fascination, like, and just variations on that. That just seems to be like a recurring theme. Even mm-hmm. my sculptural stuff has to do with that. So, what do you do? Do you, do you, what do you, what are yours? Let's have like a little art therapy. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you things to get stuck in. Oh, it's hard. Like, like recurring themes or something like that. Well, I guess my recurring theme at the moment is still opposites. I think it will probably still be that forever. But like, that's a that's wide enough for it to be still interesting to me. I guess. Yeah. Um, I guess there's like technical things of like instruments that I have to like break. You know, like patterns of where your where your fingers go on an instrument that you're mm-hmm. not massively good at. Like, I'm not I'm not hugely proficient on instruments. I kind of just use them as writing tools. So yeah. you kind of you have to like break yourself out of boxes and write on different instruments and when I was writing on guitar a lot I was like actually I just need to go and write on a piano a lot because I'm not I'm even worse at piano than I am at guitar so maybe something interesting will come out of that um type of thing I'm trying to think of what it's hard that's that's also interesting because of uh like I I I've I have uh the Ableton push, which has just like your your scale and uh, like you know one through three four five like uh Mm. each step 
of the um, what's it called diatonic right yeah and then uh and you can set it up for like whatever arpeggio or what or yeah i'm sorry not arpeggio you can set it up to like whatever um uh, mode of the scale or whatever mm-hmm. scale right and mm-hmm. and that is a really different way of making music and i, I ended up getting the bass because i'm like i can't it like more of this guy right yeah, you know because yeah. i play guitar so much and mm-hmm. and and I started playing the bass, and I'm like, yeah, the bass lines are entirely different. Like these, now that I have good synths on this, uh, it, it sounds better. But mm-hmm. um, but because like the sound, the quality of the sound is more inspiring and gets me instead of it just being like blank 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 blank. You know, uh, but with the bass, and I'm also getting better with the push because it is a it's a it's a mind fuck to just like have like you would think it would make it easier. Like it definitely makes it easier to improvise because every hit note you hit is going to sound kind of good, but mm. it's not, it, it, it's, it's counterintuitive almost. Yeah. Right. Cause you don't see the rest of the framework of the, of the music. So, so I totally understand that. I, I, I love that. But as, uh, do you have issues with where like you're, you're ta- you feel like you're taking the same shot, even if it's a different person or is that not, not what Ooh. we're talking about? I think because each, I'm more interested in, I'm not, I, I like the the results of the shot, but I'm more interested in the process of making the shot than I am with the results of the shot. And also what you see, what I put out publicly isn't like everything that I make. So like, mm. there's, like a, there's, there's always a decision behind like what I'm putting out and how it fits with everything else. A lot of stuff I'll just keep in on my computer or whatever yeah, yeah i'm more interested in the process of the shot so even even if even if i made if i made 100 shots and they all looked the same in terms of portraiture well they kind of, i guess they wouldn't because it's all different people but there's a certain style i guess i've kind of fell into and that may change as i change as a human because there's that whole thing of like the shots that you choose in your edit can be reflective of how you're kind of feeling and there's a lot lots of thoughts about yeah. that but the actual process of making the shot is far longer than the outcome. And it's the process that I'm interested in. And the process will never be the same because you're dealing with humans or even if you're not shooting humans and you're well, not making pictures of humans and you're making pictures of other things, the process will always be different. You'll have a different feeling where you are in the spaces and all of that. So say, say if I'm making a portrait of someone and I'm with them for four hours, well not four hours, say three hours, however long, with them all day, chatting, talking through things, blah, 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 blah. eventually we remember to make a picture because that's where we came in the first place. <laughs> and then you do the picture. The, the bit at the very end that is like what somebody else sees, which is the image that I have chosen, isn't as important to me as the rest of the, as the whole thing. Mm. So really, like at the end, so I, I don't know, yeah, at the end is like a snapshot but there's so many hours and things that came before and that's what I'm more, that's what I more care about. Like if Instagram didn't exist or if, or, or if sharing work didn't exist, which it, for, I'm lucky because at one point it didn't exist for me. Sharing so, work? What's that? Sharing work as in like having things on the internet or oh, having okay, people okay. Or watch or people looking or anything like this and having that kind of exchange. Like if, if, if tomorrow nobody cared about anything that I did, I would still do everything. Yeah, yeah, I get you. So because of so because of that, 
it's definitely the process of the making that I care more about than the, than the end. The end is cool, but there's only so much you can stay on the end. Like, am I gonna, gonna am I just gonna like stare at this picture like constantly? It's like you gotta you gotta move on to the next. Am I gonna make a song and just listen to my own song eight hundred times? Like once once the song's complete, <laughs> once it's complete, like once the album is done, you, you may not really listen to it again for a while. Yeah, but yeah. all of the time underneath that, the invisible time, that's what you're that's what you're in it for. Yeah, yeah. All of that like discovery and the dis- making things, destroying it, turning left, da, 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 that's what you're in it for. And at the end, it's it's just the end. So even if the end looks the same, like you get into a bit of a pattern where things look somebody else could look at it and say it looks samey or things like that, it kind of doesn't really matter. Until you until something bores yourself, until the process, until you get bored of your own process, then you have to mangle stuff up. So, like with you using the push, like it kind of made your brain move around. Yeah, it arranges it, and rearranges it. Yeah. yeah, and that's what's good about like when you like doing things with your tools that are, that kind of confuses you a bit because it yeah. makes you it makes you think it makes you think in like a different way. Like at one point, I may. I've got the camera that I'm using. I'm very like, I like this camera and blah, 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 blah. But at one point I might buy, do the complete opposite of that and get a different kind of camera and be like, I'm going to do everything on this now and it confuses me. And I want yeah. to do it because it confuses me because it makes my brain, it bends my brain in like a different direction to interest yourself in the in whatever the reason you're doing it to keep moving forward. Definitely. If that makes sense. Definitely. No, it makes a lot of sense. I, I, I do like that the there's been also the other su- subject could have been just moving on because I, I, I do think that that's like a really healthy approach. You're, you're not getting hung up on. It definitely helps you not get hung up on failures, I'm sure. Right. Like if you're not thinking about like, oh, how if you're always creating new work, you're not stuck on what shit you're making right now. <laughs> yeah. And that's hard. I guess. I guess I've never, I don't think I've ever thought of something as a failure ever. Well, if you think it, because you frame it as a process. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. Like it, you, it's, you're editing out. The other question I have is like, have you, so do you know, do you, you're, are you familiar with Gary Winogrand? He's like a, a an old school. Uh, yeah. The, the, uh, my, my brain isn't, a, isn't looking at, I know did, the name, did, but my brain isn't. Yeah, no worries. He did. Yeah. Uh, he did the, um, he did a, a bunch of famous stuff. He was a street photographer. The, mm-hmm. the remembering his work is not that important. The, the important part is the story of like, basically, or it's not a story. It's just uh, an agreed upon fact that the books that he edited himself mm. are his worst. And that's an interesting <laughs> thing, right? Like mm. having those extra eyes, some mm. of his best books, like the, uh, the animals, which is when he was going through a divorce and he was taking pictures, he, taking his kids to the Brooklyn Zoo or or the Bronx Zoo. I forget which one it is. And mm-hmm. and it's like people looking at animals and they're just super interesting and dark and like sad and stuff like that. But like someone edited that for him. I don't know if I could do that to my own super vulnerable work. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. so that's also an interesting thing, like the, 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 the element of collaboration, because it seems like there's a lot of a, a collaborative process in your art making process i wonder if it might bring some excitement to have like someone present to you a selection not not release them but like sort of gain access to like the broader body 
And then like, Hey, select some of these and then maybe add that conversation to the process. You know, like yeah, that, that sounds like a fun, you know, like I would, I I'm just thinking in terms of my, my, like how, how, what I would get out of that. So uh, that might be an interesting idea. Yeah. That's super interesting to me. And photography is what's brought about like pushing those buttons a bit for me. Yeah. And like, you know, there's people in my mind, there's, there's a handful of people that I trust and I'd want them to be a bit part of that kind of creative journey as well, because it, because it challenges my, it completely challenges my thinking. Like my thinking is like, I'm very, I was, I'm very inspired when I was younger, because we all have, t- whether you've got like official teachers or not, like I very inspired by people that were very strong on um, the thinking of the audience is like a knife to the heart type of thing. Like, <laughs> and I was, and I, that was my inspirations when I was younger. Like I did not, don't, like, it's all about what you kind of do and blah, 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 blah. Whereas now I'm like, actually it's quite cool to just challenge that thought. So like everything that I've said during this podcast, like tomorrow, I, like actually it's cooler if I just try the exact opposite of all of that. Yeah. <laughs> so I have my philosophy of whatever. What if I just think of it in the opposite way? And like you said, like, have someone make a bunch of stuff and just give it to someone. What, how can they present it? And maybe I'll yeah, look yeah, back yeah. and I'll look at it and be like, actually, that's more interesting than what I would yeah, have yeah. done. Or and, it helps you discover something about what you do, right? Yeah. And then maybe you can look for it. It's it, it's 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 it, it's uh it's a really interesting like thing to think about, right? Yeah, if you go across mediums, it's easy. Like if, like I like working. Um, there's a dancer called Kim Borman that I really love, that I really love, and we our work connects really really well, or our thinking connects well. Mm-hmm. Um, and when we've done projects, it's you know I've very happily like given. There's a couple of dance projects that I've done. One was with Kim, and one was with some other people. And very happily, like if it's based on my music, I'm just like take mm-hmm. the thing and do whatever you're going to do, yeah. and I will learn from it when it's when it's done. Like yeah, yeah. I where and I've really loved those times because of you just you do your thing and then you step away and then mm-hmm. you watch. And you know, it's the kind of thing that can only happen if you like I've not I don't really have funding or anything like this. So you end up being able to do it's quite a long time between periods I've done it. One was in 2010, one was 2017. But those have been like my my most favorite art moments of anything that I've done. Because yeah. it's kind of like, well, I've done this bit, now you have it. And then weeks later you sit and watch an art piece that somebody made with your materials. And it's like, wow, like yeah. you could never have done that. And they, no, like, they took this art to a whole other thing and like filtered it through everything that's going on with them and then their nervous system and their minds and their anxieties and their loves and their passions and they filtered it through. And now they've created this other thing. And it's like, wow. So when, when you make a thing and someone takes it and does a whole other thing, it's like, you're just continuing down being part of nature in that sense. It's like, you know, you was one twig of the tree, but like another twig is going to come out of the tree that way and come out of the tree that way. And it's just like, it continues. It doesn't end with you as like, I am the artist and I have made the work and this is the bar. Like that's not, yeah. that's like the opposite of what I want. You know what I mean? It's just like <laughs> super interesting when it can be taken in another, in another place and it being, being open to kind of do that. Yeah, that's man. Really- that's uh, that's amazing. That seems like a good place to end. Uh, so how, how so uh, how can people find you if they would like to get more into what you're doing? They can find me on. I have an Instagram called okay. at um, Marley Starsky Butler. It's my name. M A R L E Y B U S T A R S K E Y. 
Will it be in the description somewhere? Because I probably just yeah, said yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't expect you to spell it. I was just, I kind of let it go because yeah. it was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I was like trying to spell my name and got really like stuck in the middle. So Marley Starsky Butler is my uh, yeah, yeah. Instagram handle. And I've got a website which is uh, marleystarskybutler.com and marleystarskybutler.co.uk. <laughs> and everything is all of like my public stuff of work from years and years and years is mostly on there so yeah. that's a everything is, is yeah basically on there so marley starsky butler in places <laughs> and then uh we are at what's my thesis on instagram i'm at javier proenza you can find us as a podcast wherever you listen to podcasts and you can watch us on youtube make crazy hand gestures <laughs> one of the th- recurring themes is that people like when i post the videos of them on instagram they're like holy shit i wave my arms around <laughs> <laughs> I, I've covered like we were in gallery mode, and I've covered myself because otherwise you start keep looking at yourself. So I've got like a document oh, oh, okay. myself, yeah. so I could just look at yeah. you. So I have no idea what I look like, or maybe oh, something you look great. Wild I'm, I just keep, me, I, <laughs> I just keep <laughs> looking over and being like, oh, this is a uh, an unflattering framing. <laughs> <laughs> So maybe I should have covered myself too. Uh, the other thing that I was going to say that that I forgot, but I just remembered it since we're wrapping up, it's fun, mm-hmm. is uh, that uh, I like uh, one of the things that you mentioned that you do and I think is dope is the fact that you write because I don't write poetry. And the other day I wrote a beat and I was like, oh man, I want to sing on this because I do sing. And I was like, fuck, what are lyrics? <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Just do it. Just, yeah, just yeah no, I'm going to do it. I'm definitely not going to Im- scat or improvise them. I'm going to just start <laughs> writing. But but that was like, that was a funny moment where I was like, oh shit, I need to actually do this. This isn't just going to come from the heavens. You actually have to start writing and then editing it and liking yeah. it. It's not like, uh, you know, anyway, that was funny. But mm-hmm. I, it's been lovely talking to you, man. Uh, and thank you guys for listening. And we'll be always again back next week.